All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fair Chase Podcast. We're happy that you're here. We're happy that you're ready to start learning. Before we dive into this episode, you know, we got to talk about a few companies that help make this possible and some of the companies that we back personally because we believe in them. Now, first up is HuntWise. There's a lot of mapping software and apps out there, and the best one that we think is is definitely HuntWise. I mean, they've got so many cool features that some of the other ones don't have, especially this HuntCast that we use every single time before we go out in the woods. Our, I mean, our time is precious. we got to know when's the best time to go out. And instead of searching around on all the, the weather sites and checking out all the details, you can go right to the HuntWise app, put it in your location, and you're getting local wind, local predictions based on where your stands actually are, and it helps you actually choose the best stand so you're not wasting any time and you can get right in there and hunt that buck you're after. Go visit HuntWise.com. So James and I have shot different bows from different manufacturers, and we all, every time we shoot them, we always go back to primes the reason is they're just so shootable and we're just so accurate with them they're super stable and they just came out with the new revix 2 4 and 6 is their brand new bow for 2023 hunting season g5prime.com so next up we got vector arrows this is a company that has just blown me away with their ability to help the customer out. Basically, you don't have to go through and, and find your shaft weight and spine strength charts anymore. You don't gotta deal with any of that. Basically, you go to the website, you put in your draw weight, your draw length, your tip weight, and they basically build the perfect arrow for you. No guessing, no questions. And then you can customize them. They got a bunch of different options. You can shoot the HMR or the ZMR. These things are sweet and they seriously are some of the best arrows in the industry. And they've got a zero failure guarantee. So if you break it or bend it, they're gonna replace it. So if you wanna save yourself 10% on that, head over to Vector Custom Shop and use the code TFC10. There's been a lot of hype around tree saddles. Some of you might be hesitant to even try one. These things are awesome. If you ever wanted to try one, Trophy Line Tree Saddles make the best saddles in the industry. They're super comfortable, they're adjustable, and the new Venatic saddle, we were able to get our hands on it a couple months ago and it just seriously blew us away. So if you want to get into the saddle game, go over to trophyline.com. You can save yourself 10%, use the code TFC10, get into the saddle game, it's gonna change the way you hunt. James and I like to go tromp around on public land and one way we're able to do that is to have good footwear. Uh, we used to lug around in, in rubber boots, and by the end of the day, we'd have sore feet, and it'd be, it'd be a mess. But we finally decided to get some good boots and partnered with Lathrop & Sons. These boots are so nice. They fit your foot perfectly. They've got Synergy foot pads that are made to you know, form around your foot. These guys take the time. There's years and years of research and design and how to create the most comfortable boot. Go check out Lathrop & Sons. Last but not least, Vortex Optics. These guys have some of the best glass in the industry. Binoculars, rangefinders, spotter scopes. We love them. We've got it on our rifles. We use their rangefinder all the time. They also make clothing lines every quarter. James and I are practically wearing a piece of Vortex apparel every day. Everything is high quality. They come out with new items usually every quarter. So spring, summer, winter, fall, they've got new lines and new clothing coming out. Check this stuff out. And if you want to save yourself 20%, head over to Vortex.com, head to the apparel page, and save 20% with TFC20. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of the Fair Chase podcast. Um, I have a special guest with me today, uh, Julie McQueen. Thanks for, for joining us. Thank you for having me on. 
So Julie, um, you know, a lot of people know who you are. You're, it seems like you're kind of everywhere uh, when it comes to the outdoor industry, hunting, fishing, stuff like that. But you want to share who you are, what you do, where you're from, you know, the basic stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people in the outdoor space um, have either heard of me or they know me. I've been I've been in this industry for going on probably 18, 20 years now. So in that amount of time, you make a lot of friends. And um, I uh, so I'm the president of Carbon TV. Carbon TV is the largest OTT ABOD network for outdoor video distribution. Uh, we're actually almost 10 years old now. Um, I haven't been here the whole 10 years, unfortunately, but um, I've been here about four or five years running the company and building a team that is just incredible. Prior to Carbon TV, most people know me from my days producing and hosting TV shows in the outdoor space. So I co-owned a very big production company for a lot of years, and we produced a lot of outdoor content. Um, so I have a background in TV production, which, you know, I do executive and line and field production. Um, so that was kind of what led me into my role here at Carbon. No, that's great. Yeah, we've um, we've gotten to know you, Julie, uh, because we've decided to kind of make the move to to jump on the carbon platform, which has been, like I said, prior to the, the podcast here, it's been great. Um, tons of super engaged people there. I mean, it's it's a place that's dedicated, you know, to people in the outdoors, uh, which is really nice because that could be yeah. tricky if you're not. It is, yeah, it can be. You know, that's a it's a conversation that we've had a lot in the past few years was mainstream censorship. And yeah. um, my tagline, my personal tagline is go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. And in the outdoor space, a lot of times when you're talking about guns, shooting, hunting, even fishing, I mean, we've seen a lot of censorship in, in those roles as well. Um, you know, we say come to Carbon, we celebrate that type of content as long as it's legal and ethical um, yeah. for guidelines. Yeah, that's a huge deal. Uh, you know, we've you can like everybody talks about it. And I won't beat a dead horse, but like we get really sick of it. Sometimes we'll have. If I show, you know, a story and I'm holding a firearm, like say just a, your like classic 30-30 lever action rifle, like hunting application pretty much only, uh, we'll, we'll have our numbers dip significantly uh, for some, uh, you know, a couple days at least, sometimes weeks, months, uh, and, and we've seen, it gets tiring. So it's, it's been great and refreshing to see the work that you guys are doing there. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's exciting so, for us. Yeah. What? Okay. We're going to get into this, this, you know, like, like I told you ahead of time, this is the stories and, and, and everything else. Uh, but, uh, before we jump into kind of you, cause you've hunted all over the place, you've gotten to know great people, you've hunted cool things everywhere. Um, but to kind of what we like to do is to break the ice or to help people know you a little bit is ask two, I don't know, icebreaker questions, I guess you could say. Okay. The first is like, you've done all these things. You've hunted hosted shows. You know, you've been a lot of places hunting. If you had to, if you're only able to hunt once next year, if you had one hunt, you could, you couldn't hunt the rest of the year. Uh, what, what would it be and why? It's easy. I'd go archery mule deer hunting. Really? And maybe it's because I'm so unsuccessful at it. Sure. (laughs) If I'm being honest, it's such a challenge. And, and I know there are a lot of other hunts that are super challenging and, you know, that really, make you dive down deep you know to, to just get back out there and try again yeah but for some reason archery and mule deer for me has always <clears throat> been feel at home um you know i did not grow up in the west i didn't grow up in a hunting family so i didn't even know mule deer existed until i was in my 20s <laughs> um, and now i'm kind of obsessed with them um a lot of the the deer that i have hanging here in the carbon headquarters i've got one i i got in mexico a few years ago i've got um actually the first 
my first velvet buck nearly is hanging here in the office and something Sweet. about them, something about their curiosity and just the way that, that you can stalk up on them. Um, that would probably be the one that I would choose. Yeah. yeah. You know, we've, we've had people on that have kind of fueled the debate because the debate has been like, you know, mule deer elk, uh, or mule, mule deer versus elk. And a lot of guys yeah. will be like, oh, everybody loves mule deer, but I'm, you know, I, I don't see how you can beat, you know, a bugling elk in the rut. What, what, like, what's your response yeah. to that? Like, what, how do you defend so, mule deer hunting? Man, I know. So it's a totally different experience. And, and that's why it's so difficult to choose one. I mean, I'm also a turkey fanatic, which right. is the, you know, it's the smaller version of elk hunting, right? Yeah, sure. And I go on a lot of elk hunts. I, I actually um, assist, you know, with a lot of people um, on elk hunts every year. And I go and I capture it on film for them. I just volunteer behind the scenes just to be a part of it because I, I love the bugle. I love chasing it with people in the field. Um, not always about me pulling the trigger, you know, it's just kind of having those experiences. And at this point in my life, being such a busy person, I'll take whatever I can get. I don't even yeah. have to have a tag. I will just tag along, be with the people I love in the field. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough when you put it that way, because if I didn't get to hear bugles next year, I would be devastated. I mean, that is a big part of our season every year. Um, but if I had to pull, if I had to choose the one thing for me to pull the trigger on, I would probably choose archery mule deer. All right, that's fair, and you know yeah. I, I'll accept that. Uh, and yeah. we're gonna keep running right now. You, I feel you're like losing. I found a loophole. I feel like I found a loophole in the question. Right? You did. Like, you definitely no. <laughs> did. And right, but I will say you're kind of losing right now. I think we're up two nothing, two one really? now. Um, yeah. Some people have said whitetail. You know, we'll have we'll bring in guests from the east uh, side of the country, and they'll say. Yeah. Some typical whitetail stuff. And so I thought I had one. Does anyone just too. come come out of out of left field with like rabbits or yeah, like, like yeah, right? Small game. You know, like a yeah. swan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> nothing, nothing crazy. I've been hoping for someone to say something really obscure, like you know, yeah, like you so said, random. like a swan. I'm swan hunter. Yep. Swan. Uh, yeah, major yeah. swan. Uh, so no, it's it's you know, the the main what you think to be like the main stuff. Yeah. Um all right. So second question, and you're the first person we've run this question to, uh, just to rewind, like some of the questions we've asked as like the second icebreaker is like camo versus solid. Like what's the difference? Why does it matter? You know, what do you prefer? Um, one was, um, if you could be scent free, if, uh, if you couldn't be seen by, uh, like a deer, elk, whatever you're going after, or if you couldn't, they couldn't hear you. That was one. Um, and then what, what, yeah, that was a pretty good one. Uh, I stole that from the internet. And the other one was, um, what was it again? Shoot. Oh, if you, what's your most useless piece of gear in your pack? Right. So those, I'm not going to ask you any of those. Uh, what you're going to be asked is what's your, what's your least favorite part of hunting? Like, and it can't be like, oh, I hate, you know, the politics around hunting. It's gotta be like what in the field, like, what do you least like? Yeah. Um, okay. So my least favorite, it kind of, so I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this, bring it full circle. My favorite part mm -hmm. leads to my, my least favorite. My favorite is, you know, when you're in the, the truck or the buggy and you're warm and cuddly, you got your coffee and you're like headed out to wherever you're going to get out in the cold, Yeah. getting out into the cold. Is <laughs> yeah. I the see moment that. When, the, when someone <laughs> turns the ignition off and it's like, oh, it's go time. There's this adrenaline, like, yeah, it's go time. But also like, Oh, oh, oh I'm going to be so cold for the next few minutes until we start hiking. Yeah, I would say the cold is tough for me but as I'm getting older. You know, I'm really glad you said that. We're I'm in Michigan, so we have our deer season ends in like 12 days. 
Ah. Um, and so this, the late season I've been hunting quite a bit. Um, and it's, you know, you get up early in the morning and like lately it's like, all right, you love to do this. Like, just get out of bed. It's like, you like it. It's cold, really cold outside, but you you really like this. I promise you're going to get out there and then I'll drive, get in my car and I'll drive. And usually my car heats up right by the time I get to where I'm going. Right. Like, okay, you're warm. Just turn off the car. All right. You know, next. So it, it's, yeah. it's the ignition going off and that like precursor to, you know, it's about to just. Hit. Yeah. Cause yeah. you can stay here, but the car is going to get cold. So you better move, right. you know? Yeah. 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 So I would say that's it. But my favorite part of like that whole is, you know, how, how warm and cozy and amazing it feels on the drive out and the bumpy yeah. road feels good when it's four in the morning and you get your coffee. Like yeah. that is heaven. And then it's like, boom, the door opens. Yeah. I like yeah. that. <laughs> no, that's acceptable. I, I, I ask you the question that now that I think of it, I don't even know what my least favorite part is, but that's, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good one. You started the question series off, right? Cause there'll be some uh, guests behind you that will be forced really to ask, you know, themselves the same question. So I'm interested to hear the next answers. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> like what, what can't you like? So anyways, uh, so the, the main point of this, this podcast series, which, you know, like I, I explained prior to was supposed to be a limited run really just de- during deer season. So we had people come on, talk about, you know, some special hunts that really, um, well to rewind it back we love the idea of of a a hunting story it's like most of the reason why we hunt um especially for me it's got adventure you know it's got intrigue mystery you know all these things and it's just fun fun to listen to as a kid that was probably my favorite part of deer camp hearing what everybody else saw when they came in so we've been bringing people on just telling stories about their hunts uh we've heard you know bear hunting in the adirondacks or moose hunting uh deer hunting uh, all these sorts of things mule deer and so on. Um, and so I wanted to have you on just given your background, how much you've done to come and say, all right, I've done all these hunts, but when it comes to like a great hunting story that I've lived, what is it? So I'll, I'll let you take it from here. What's a great hunting story that you've, you've lived. Oh my goodness. Where do I even start? You know, I have had, I've had such a blessed life. Um, you know, and it's been a lot of hard work. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't handed to me by any means. Um, but you know, I think that over the past 20 years, And, you know, I've really been able to do a lot of the things that I set out to do. Um, You know, I've I've been to Africa twice. I've hunted all over North America. Um, And, you know, a lot of my most memorable hunts, and I'm not just saying this because it's going to sound very cliche, but one of the shows that I hosted, it was a network show back in the day, um, we would take people on their dream hunts. And um, it was my job as the producer of the show, not only hosting, co-hosting, but also producing it, um, to line people up with what I thought their dream hunt would be. And then I- You would have to guess it? I would, yeah, it was an application process and um, we we would get all these applications in and I would go through each one and read their stories. And I would try to find someone really deserving or who'd Mm. given back to their community or- went through a hard time, you know, and just think, oh, wow, this person, yeah, I want to go hunt with that guy. And we would um, choose, you know, we had a budget to work with and we would take them on a guided hunt to, you know, whatever their dream hunt was. And um, we would be able to document that. And I was behind the camera. So not pulling the trigger for season. No, I mean, that was me just behind the camera producing the show. And, you know, I was able to travel a lot 
doing that and, you know, documenting other people's hunts and some of my best memories. And I still stay in touch with those guys years yeah. later. We've only seen each other one time in life, but man, it was memorable. Um, but my own personal hunts, um, you know, the ones that really stand out are the ones where, you know, I had loved ones with me, you know, it all comes back to not just how big was the animal or how, you know, how successful was the hunt as far as filling a tag. But, you know, I think that as I'm, as I'm aging, I cherish that time I get with people I love. So, you know, um, I hunted in, um, a lot of people know Jana Waller is my bestie and we've been friends. We've grown up in this industry together over the past decade. We hunted in Texas last two years ago two years ago with Blake Barnett from Trailing the Hunter's Moon, also airs on Carbon TV. And, um, you know, just being in the field with my friends and experiencing that is really special. You know, I think I love that because I think part of, you know, I, I mentioned getting out of bed in the morning and getting out of the car has been tough. And I think part of that is I've been doing that all alone. And I think after yeah. a while, it's like when you got a buddy with you, um, that makes it a lot more fun. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And, you know, just reliving that experience later and, yeah. you know, at camp by the fire, having a, you know, whiskey and just kind of going over the day and laughing, you know, those are, that's where the memories are made. Um, you know, I, as I think back and I'm trying to envision all of the great hunts that I've done, it's always, who am I on that hunt with that really makes it matter? Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, we, we've actually, we've talked about this a, a bit. It's like, yeah, it's like your your first hunt or sometime you're out with your dad or your uncle or your friend or something like that. Um, that seems to be kind of a, a common theme or thread. Um, you know, we're, we're meant to be with people, you know, yeah. when we're out in the world. Yeah. Um, so what, so I have one hunt coming up. Um, it's a, we would consider it late season. It's in January. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going, so it's an Arizona archery mule deer tag. Go figure. And yeah. so I'm going with some guys I've known for 10 years, you know, and just these, this incredible group of people who I've been hunting with over the years, um, you know, long-term friendships, they're in the industry as well. I'm really proud of what they're doing. You know, they love carbon TV and just like those long-term friendships and relationships that we can form and that bond from over the years. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's the style that I'm booking hunts on now. So instead of, you know, me saying, wow, I really want to just go to Spain and kill an Ibex. It's, you know, who can I travel there with that would make this a more meaningful experience? Yeah. So I'm sure you've met, I mean, a lot of people doing things that way, right? Mm -hmm. Like from all over the place. Um, as you've done that, you said, you said you kind of pick up these relationships that carry on. Like, do you, do you, is that like a lot of your life now? I would imagine you're starting to collect a lot of people, uh, as you start to do this, meet new people, go hunting with, with folks. I would imagine your network is, uh, fairly large at this point. It is. Um, and one of my favorite things is connecting those dots for other people. So if I've hunted with great outfitters in the past, even if it's so many years ago, and my friends now are looking for great places to go, it feels so good to be able to connect that and make those friendships between my friends. And, you know, and now, you know, obviously running carbon TV, you know, we have over 250 shows on the network and people are always asking and always looking and always interested in what my past experiences were, or, you know, what some of the other producers are finding success doing. And, um, and that, that's not a job requirement. That's not something I have to do. I love to do. I love those connections and I love it when people reach out and say hey you know have you ever had a great experience you know doing whatever hunt and then I can say oh well 
as a matter of fact, I know some people. <laughs> and as time goes by, it's like, oh yeah, it's, you could connect more and more people. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So you've, um, you said you've got a late season, uh, mule deer hunt, which was that uh, Arizona? Did you say? Arizona. Yeah. yeah. In January. I'm so excited. Is that like, cause you, I mean, after that, do you have much planned or does it kind of gap until the spring? So, um, trade show season happens in January, which means my whole world just goes up in the air. Um, a lot of meetings, a lot of, um, travel. So carbon TV is the official video streaming partner for shot show and for hunt expo. And we've been doing that for quite a while. So I, I go to those shows, um, I usually set all my meetings within a couple of days. You know, I just yeah. stack them all in there as fast as I get can. It done. Get it done. Yep. Yeah. And then I like to walk around and see all my old friends from over the past, you know, 15, 20 years and catch up with people. So yeah, I'll, I'll do one hunt in January and then um, go on the trade show circuit, uh, meet with a ton of people at that yeah. time. You yeah. have um, anything cool that you've never done before coming up this next year? Anything like new? You know, there's one, I don't know if I can confirm it yet, but at the end of January, a good friend of mine, Brian Feenhold, who used to be at MDF, he's at DSC now, um, mm. invited me on a crane hunt, a sandhill crane hunt. Oh, and I cool. want to go so bad. And I don't know yeah. if the timing's going to work. I have to text him and, and like confirm those dates, but you know, there's something about sandhill cranes that just mesmerizes. They're just yeah. the, it's the coolest bird, right? Yes. Yes. The same and their size and that's just the red meat it's just incredible yeah and they're so loud like they're so, so loud. loud like a dinosaur in yeah. modern day it's a modern day dinosaur in yeah. my like a pterodactyl could be flying over and i would feel the same exactly yeah. it's the same looking so are you is this is texas texas yep yeah okay because mm-hmm. i want yeah, I, I, I know yeah, yeah. I want to go, don't know if I can yet, but that would be the one thing that I really tried to book for myself that I haven't, I haven't ever done. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I, my girls my wife and my, my, I have a 10 year old, um, they've been pushing very hard for me to do a, a, a Sandhill crane hunt. Cause we're ah. starting to see them a lot in Michigan. Oh, like I you'd, know. See them, ah. yeah. <clears throat> you'd see them just like randomly. Uh, but for a while, you know, for a while you'd see, you'd see them here and there, but the last probably five years there, we see a lot of them. So every time we drive yeah. past, you know, my daughter's like, Hey dad, you know, I want to, we, we need to eat one of those. I think I showed her, it had to be a meat eater show where he called him the ribeye of the sky. And she that, like, got, sky, yeah. Yeah, got yeah. like stuck in her craw, you know? And so that's, yeah. yeah. So they, so I'm in Michigan too, actually. So our, our carbon headquarters is in Michigan. So, Oh really? Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Which we're part? Out, we're in Southfield. Outside okay. Of Detroit. Yep. Um, okay. so I, I'm getting used to kind of hunting around Michigan a little bit too. And I've seen a lot of things here and I think, can't you get depredation tags for them up north? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be really fun. But yeah, I, I Texas is a great place to go for a crane hunt from what I hear. Hopefully I get to go. No, yeah, not, I, it's, it yeah. would be, it would be very, very cool. And I like, I'm, I'm really dying to know what they taste like. Cause everybody, yeah. you hear that, that phrase revive the sky, which is super great branding for whoever's pushing, uh, you know, crane <laughs> hunting. Cause it is like, Oh, it's like, Oh, I could shoot a bird and taste like steak. I'm in, you know, right? who wouldn't want that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Hey, right. we're, we're coming up on time here. Um, but Julie, where, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about carbon TV, where can people check out carbon, the things that you're doing kind of follow along and maybe get involved. Yeah. So I highly recommend everyone go check out carbon TV. For those who don't know, you can find everything on carbon TV. I'm super proud of that. 
it's not just hunting fishing, but we do have more of that than anything. Um, we're, we're also here for people who like um, survival shows, aviation content, you know, um, agriculture, farming, you know, all of the different types of things that outdoor people like. It's on Carbon TV, including live cameras, which is really cool. Um, so we have live cams. Uh, one is on Lee and Tiffany's place in Iowa. So you can yep. see those bucks walking around. Um, and Carbon's on all the endpoints. We're on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, Samsung TVs. Um, I always free iOS, Android. You never pay to watch Carbon TV, which is really cool. And um, yeah, it's it's pretty much if you have a device, just search for Carbon TV. We're on there, and there's so much content. It's incredible. Yeah, it's re- really cool. Um, it's on my TV yeah. right now. Not to not to brag, I have a smart <laughs> TV. Uh, anyways, well, thank you for coming on. Uh, and yeah, we'll we'll stay in touch, and everybody go check it out and listen to the fair. This is actually a personal uh, promotion now. Go listen to us there. That would be cool of you. Tell all your friends and have them tell 10 of their friends and then their friends tell 10 more friends. You do that, you know, it just takes a few people. So, well, thanks again for coming on and Julie, have a wonderful day. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to go on to any kind of social media platform, give us a like, share, subscribe. You know, it really helps us out. Keeps the train rolling. And if you guys really like what you're listening here, give us a five-star Either way, if, even if you don't like it. Even if you don't like review. it, five stars. That'd Helps cool. everyone out. We'll see you out there.